episode six of Mountain Bike Talk SA. Welcome to it. I'm Brad Brown, your host. Thank you for taking the time to download and listen to this weekly mountain biking podcast that's aimed specifically at the South African mountain biking fraternity. Big week, uh, big weekend coming up, big week coming up as well with the world champs taking place in Peter Maritzburg at Cascades. And this week on the show, we chat to one of the competitors, uh, one of the AIDS groupers, Andy Masters. Uh, loved catching up with Andy. Uh, managed to pin him down uh, just a couple of hours before his race. Uh, so by the time you listen to this, his race will be over and hopefully we'll have some feedback for you next week on the show as to how Andy did perform. But it sounds like Peter Maritzburg is definitely the place to be uh, if you're a mountain biker at the moment. Then I also caught up with... Uh, the one of the directors of Stillwater Sports and Entertainment. They're putting on a race uh, at the end of November down in Stellenbosch called The Origin of Trail, and it just looks spectacular. Uh, chatted to Michael a little bit about that, and then uh, chatted to just an ordinary, everyday mountain biker who is actually the editor of Car Magazine, Steve Smith, and is big into single-speed mountain biking. So uh, he's gone proper, proper old school. Uh, very cool chat. We chat single speeds, we chat trails, and we chat cars, uh, which is quite interesting here on Mountain Bike Talk SA. Don't forget, as always, if you'd like to be in touch, you can follow us on Twitter at MTB Talk SA. You can also like us on Facebook and be in touch that way. Just go to facebook.com forward slash MTB Talk SA or pop me an email, podcast at mtbtalksa.co.za. And if I could just take a moment to, to really ask you a massive favor. I love putting these shows together for you. It takes quite a bit of time and effort from my part and I need to ask a favor in return if it's cool with you. If you wouldn't mind, if you listen and download this podcast through iTunes, please just take two minutes of your time and leave a review just how many stars you rate the show and leave a comment tell me what you think uh, and yeah it'll just really really help me because what that does is it helps other mountain bikers find this program on itunes and it helps us grow the show and essentially grow the mountain biking market here in south africa which means more riders more races and just more great experiences on your bike so uh, if i could ask you to do that uh, it would be hugely appreciated you have absolutely no idea so, without further ado, let's get straight into this week's show. And our first guest is uh, Michael Mayer. Gee, I tell you, it's, it's becoming more and more difficult, I think, for race organizers to, to sort of outdo themselves and outdo everyone else. We have got, I keep saying it, some amazing, amazing races here in South Africa. And uh, there was a launch of another one, the, 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 the roots of another one last night. And I'm really chuffed to have uh, director of Stillwater Sport and Entertainment, Michael Mayer, on the show this weekend. Michael, welcome on to Mountain Bike Talk SA. Thanks for your time this morning. Yeah, thanks very much, Brad. It's great to talk to you. Michael, the reason I wanted to catch up with you guys, you announced the route uh, for the Penny Pinch's uh, Origin of Trails uh, yesterday. Uh, it's a, a stage race that's happening down in Stellenbosch towards the end of this year. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, we're very excited, um, Brad, about this event. You know, we, we're as a sports marketing company uh, involved in lifestyle sports. We do many, many events uh, throughout the year across South Africa, but uh, we're based in Stellenbosch. And, um, and really, this is, I think, a collaboration of, uh, of some, some really key mountain bike people. Um, and what we've done is we sort of try to bring up the heritage of mountain biking that we believe started in this area in South Africa. 
course, that'll lead to some debate, which is which will be interesting. But um, but we've we've really got uh, together. I think um, some of the some of the key people in mountain biking, and and we've partnered with some some really um, I think uh, passionate people that want to establish an unbelievable network of trails in Stellenbosch over the next three to four years, which uh, which hopefully will be world class and um, will make Stellenbosch one of the great uh, cycling and mountain biking um, destinations in the world. And, uh, and we really believe that this event will be uh, pivotal in that, in that we can raise funds through the event to, to achieve that much quicker than it would normally have happened. Yeah, I, I mean, I want to touch on, on some of the, the, the spin-offs that you guys are, are planning with regards to building trails and that sort of thing. But tell us a little bit about the race itself. Uh, what, can, what can people expect? I, I, I watched a, a YouTube video of it this morning and was blown away. I mean, I'm based in Joburg, so I think you guys are, are, are so blessed down there in Stellenbosch with the trails and that that you've got. But I watched that video and was floored. And what I'll do is I'll pop that video up on our website as well. So if, if people who are listening to this want to check it out, they can, they can check it out through there. But tell us a little bit about the race and, and, and sort of what can people expect? Sure. So we um, obviously, you know, the main, um, the main attraction of the event is obviously the route. So we've, uh, we've um, got a fantastic team of, of trail, builders that are, trail builders that are working, I think, now for three months already um, to establish some really new trails that are, are normally not accessible to riders around Stellenbosch. Um, it's a two-day mountain bike event as opposed to the more sort of familiar three-day, and it's an individual um, stage race. So um, so we're going to be, be riding on the 29th and the 30th of November. Um, we're hoping that it's going to be the uh, the end-of-the-year mountain bike celebration. So we're hoping that uh, as many people as possible will take part, will come and enjoy the event. And uh, we've got really some exciting plans to just to make it a celebration of, of, of mountain biking. Um, obviously, the route is most important, and um, and I think people are going to be blown away uh, when they when they ride it and, and see uh, where where Corey and Enrique and the guys that are working on the route are taking the riders. So um, we look forward to a really exciting two days. Michael, one thing I love what 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 you guys have done is often these stage races are not accessible really for for the. I don't want to say the novice rider, but for guys who are getting into the sport and thinking of doing stage races, and you guys have essentially got three entry options. So each day there's a shorter ride or a longer ride uh, on the two days, and you can do a combination. So you can either do both short rides, you can do a long ride on one, short ride on the other, or both the long ones. So it just makes it a lot lot more accessible, I think. Sure. So the two days are quite different. The first day will uh, will really um, have some, some serious climbing in it. Um, and the second day will be more rolling hills to the west of Stellenbosch. So, um, so what we've done is we've got, uh, we've got two, two, two routes on both days, uh, what we're calling the long route and the medium route. And so you can do the event in three combinations. You can do it long, long on the two days, which will, which will result in about 140 k's of riding, um, over two days. Uh, you could uh, do the long on the first day and, and the medium distance, which is about 40 k's on the second day. So that'll be about 110 k ride. Or you could do the medium medium, which will take you over about 80 k's of riding over two days. So there's those three options. Um, but we, you know, we want to ensure that, uh, and what we try and do and get right is that um, even if you do the shorter course, you still experience the essence of the event. It's not an add-on. Um, it's 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 still the event. And so um, I think both those both those two different uh, distances, and of course the three different options um, that are on offer over the two days, will be will be very special. Yeah, it just sounds amazing. 
Michael, I mentioned at the beginning of, of, of chatting to you that, that race organizers are just sort of must, it must be really difficult as a race organizer to to sort of come up with concepts like this because we've just got so many great mountain bike races around the country. How much pressure is there on someone like yourself to come up with the next best thing? Well, um, Brad, obviously, you know, we, we're involved in a, few, uh, in a few different mountain bike events, and one of them is the F&B Wines event, which is which is at the start of November. So we, we like to spend a lot of time thinking about mountain biking, and um, we've got great friends mountain biking that do some of the other great events um, around the country. And so we spend a lot of time talking about it. And, and I think the most important thing is to, um, is to stay fresh um, and to have a fantastic route. And um, as long as people are experiencing that, we're just finding um, from our point of view that, um, that people like to um, have a great riding experience but not necessarily go through the whole schlep of, of traveling two days to get to the venue, etc. And so, um, and so we think that, uh, this type of, this type of event, which is quite close to, to where people are, where people live or, or they can even stay at home in the evenings, um, is working well. And, um, and I think that that's, um, that's, I think, one of the differentiating points here. Um, of course, Stellenbosch is going to be a harder activity over that period with a lot of different cycling events. And so, um, <clears throat> yeah, we look forward to, we look forward to a good, good weekend. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a ton of fun, and and like you said, it's it's accessible. I mean, the start it starts in Church Street in Stellenbosch, finishes at Paul Ruiz. Uh So yeah, it's just a a great way, and and Stellenbosch is just an amazing, amazing town. It's it's paradise, actually. I mean, it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. So, uh, Michael, how can people find out more about about the race and and entries and and how to go about it? Well, it's easy to enter. You um, just go to stillwatersports.com, our website. Um, or you can go to the Facebook page, Origin of Trails, and it'll take you to uh, to the entry process. But I just want to add one more thing, Brad, if you don't mind, and that is that um, I think what's made this event really unique is the is the combination of people that we brought together. So we've got uh, we've obviously got a great sponsor in Penny Pinchers that are involved in mountain biking across the country, but uh, the specialised guys and uh, headed up by Bobby Bean um, is are really key partners to the event uh, in that they they passionately drive this, the, the building of the trail network around Stellenbosch. And so I think for some for a town like Stellenbosch, an area like the Western Cape, to have a world class network of trails, I think from a from an economic impact point of view, is, is amazing going forward. And so I think mountain biking and cycling really has a great role to play as it becomes stronger in the economies also of these towns and these and these areas. And that's the exciting, I think, um, impact that the event wants to make. Yeah, and, and Michael, I also saw on that video too that, that there's a bit of a spin-off for the community. You mentioned the trails, but there's also some money that you guys are, are sort of raising for, from a charity perspective. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's not really charities that we're trying to contribute to. It's, it's all organizations that work in and around this area. So um, so of every entry, more than 500 rand will go towards these organizations. So obviously, you know, if we, if we get the amount of entries that we have, it's a substantial amount of money that will be raised um, for the organization. So first and foremost, it's the trail um, building network. Um, so every rider that, that enters the event will contribute, contribute uh, significantly to the fund with which these trails are built, and we can enjoy those trails throughout the year. Um, and then we have certain organizations that are aligned to the event that will benefit directly financially out of it. One of them is the Volunteer Wildfire Services, the guys in yellow that you see down here in the Cape that uh, fight fires during the fire season in these areas that mountain bikers like to cycle in. 
And then secondly, the um, the Banu Conservancy, which are a group of farmers in the Banu Valley, which really we really focus on on conservancy and alien clearing and and the building of trails. And so, um, apart from that, there's a whole range of other organisations um, that will take too much time to get into. But I think that that it's all organisations in and around um, cycling and the environment. And, and I think that's the that's the big big strength of the of the event. Yeah, it's just great for the sport, and, and everybody benefits at the end, so that, that's, that's great news. Michael Mayer, Director of Stillwater Sport and Entertainment, thank you so much for joining us this week. What I'll do as well is I'll pop all those links up on our website, so if somebody's listening to this, they can just go over to the show notes, click directly through, and if they want to find out more about it or if they want to enter, the links will be there. Appreciate your time this morning. Thanks, Brad. Great to talk to you. Well, this weekend uh, down in Peter Maritzburg, lots of action taking place. Uh, it's the all the age groupers taking part in the UCI World Mountain Bike Championships down at the Cascades in Peter Maritzburg, uh, ahead of the elites who, who take to the course next week. And uh, there's lots of excitement around the mountain biking world, and especially here in SA because it's in our own backyard. And I thought I wanted to get someone who's actually riding uh, that course this weekend. And uh, it's awesome to have Andy Masters on the show today. Andy, welcome on to Mountain Bike Talk SA. Thanks for, for chatting to us. Hi, Brad. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, Andy, it, I, I say you, you, you're taking the time to chat to us. I'm looking at my watch now. You, your race actually starts in, in less than three hours. Well, yeah, but we're having a really meaty, hearty breakfast first and then go down and watch the, uh, the girls go off. Uh, we load into the shoots. I think it's at uh, 10.45. And my age bracket, the 55 to... Uh, 55, yeah, 55 to 60 go off at... Um, 11 o'clock and then two-minute intervals after that. And it sounds amazing. I, I mean, I, I'm chatting to you now. You're having your hearty breakfast. What is the breakfast of champions for, for this race? Uh, lots of bacon and egg, mate. Lots of bacon <laughs> and egg. <laughs> Prof Tim Noakes would be very happy. <laughs> the biggest thing is making sure your teeth stay in while you're eating it at our age. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. Andy, uh, tell me, tell me a little bit about uh, sort of your your Joburg base. Tell me a little bit about the vibe that's that's sort of happening down there now. Is there lots of excitement in Maritzburg? No, it's just only the second time to come down the Cascades. That these boys have got this cycle park on their back door is absolutely amazing. The work that the the course builder has put in is incredible. There's a lot of um, at the briefing last night. There was a lot of talk from the uh, some of the foreign riders and some of the South African riders about an A, B, and uh, C route being cut out um, because it was too dangerous. Um, yes, Not yesterday, the day before, at practice, five dr- riders went down. And some of them are good riders. They're not wallies like me at the back. Um, so for safety, the, commis- uh, com- uh, the, the committee took out the uh, one part. It's still an incredibly difficult course. Um, it's got a thousand meters of ascent, um, j- during the two, two or three laps. Um, it's as technical as hell. The rock gardens frighten the life out of you, <laughs> but it's fast and awesome. It really is fun. Um, and if we can stay upright and not get hurt, we're going to actually have an absolute ball on it. That sounds awesome. Andy, have, have you raced at Worlds before? No, no. This is a one time opportunity. It's in our backyard and you don't have to qualify. You can like us oh, okay. uh, or, or old so you know you've got the racing snakes down here all the old guys with very dark legs and uh, sort of hard looking faces you've got the the Robbie McIntoshes and all those type of people uh, down here ex-Springboks are, are, are going to clop it 
but you have a lot of sort of mediocre riders like myself that just, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to ride the Masters on your back door. The race is named after me, so it's, uh, I felt I should come down to the race set. <laughs> it was a match made in heaven, you say? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Andy. It, it sounds awesome. I mean, are, are you going to stay down for the whole weekend and, and watch some of the other races, or no? I'm just down for t- today, um, and I, I've got to get back to Joburg today. Uh, and uh, but it's it's going to be an awesome weekend. There's guys doing this downhill, Brad. That it's like the the old farts club. Um, I, I mean, there's so many old boys. They'd probably kick my ass saying old boys, but older people uh, coming down on really expensive mountain bikes. And you should see these boys playing down down this downhill course. It's absolutely frightening, but awesome to watch. I mean, and you've got the same on the cross country. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, the sort of field you mentioned that, that you're just the back of the packers. I mean, are there lots of lots of foreign riders out to to give the the the, the sort of older South African guys a, a good run? Oh, I think so. I, I, I mean, there's Argentinians, Chileans, uh, a couple of Colombians. They look, they, they all kind of look the same, like they were riding the Tour de France and come come across to mountain biking now. Uh, there's Canadians, there's Spanish contingent, French, um, all sorts in, in the Masters category. Um, and it seems some of the coaches, you know, the younger ones, have come across. <clears throat> and they're going to ride this section, and then their protégés will ride next week. Um, it, it, it's quite a diverse, and everybody's having fun. Everybody's having a good laugh. The atmosphere is absolutely fantastic. Max Clare is already on his uh, uh, naughtiest behaviour on the microphone, um, and it's yeah, it's it's, it's going to be a blast today. Really looking forward to getting down there. No, I'm sure, I'm sure. Andy, I'm not going to keep you too much longer because you've got to do what you need to do, get the teeth in, and and make the make sure the bike's. Ready, ready to go, and, and you're ready to go. Uh, yeah, Andy, thanks for, for catching up with us. I, I just wanted to get a feel for, for sort of what's happening down in Marisburg for the guys around the country that, that aren't maybe there and, and are really keen to, to sort of know what's going on and, and what it feels like to actually race uh, at a World Championships. Let me tell you, Brad, what Peter Marisburg have done with, with this and the organisers, uh, we, we have nothing like it in the rest of the country. People should come down and just ride cascades because these, these travels are open and they're free. You don't have to pay to go and ride them. And that's what astonished me. Yeah, and it's safe parking. Yeah, Andy, I, it's funny you say that because I chatted to Andrew McLean last week exactly about that. And he was just saying that the rest of the country really needs to sit up and take notice uh, about what these guys at, at KZN Mountain Biking are doing. Because like you said, it is... One of the best, I mean, it's probably the best mountain bike park in the country. It's, it's up there with the best in the world. And like you said, it's free. You can go there whenever you want and ride. And er, uh, honestly, Brad, everyone down here knows the value of what uh, mountain biking and, and cycling is bringing to uh, to Peter Marisburg. You know, they have the comrades and the doozy and everything else. But this this week or t- two weeks has got a huge financial impact for this town. All the B&Bs are full, the hotels are full, um, and they produce such a great thing for us to ride. It's awesome. Really, really is awesome. Yeah, and Maritzburg, I mean, I love Maritzburg. It's, it's, it's the Sleepy Hollow. The people are just so friendly and, and, and welcoming, and, and yeah, I'm sure they've just laid out the treatment for, for everyone who's down there. Yeah, no, it's really cool. But my eggs are getting cold. Andy, Be good. Yes, we'll chat soon. <laughs> Take care. Good luck. Good luck. Let, us know, it. Cheers, let us know how bye it goes. Bye. Cheers, mate. Bye. Really, bye.
One of the things I love about doing this show is I get to chat to, to some really good athletes. And over the last few weeks, I've chatted uh, to a few of them. And I also enjoy chatting to average, everyday cyclists who, who like you and me, let's be honest, work for a living, but uh, enjoy just getting out onto uh, the trails, getting dirty and having a bit of fun on a mountain bike. And I've got one of those on the show with me today, Steve Smith, who's the editor of Car Magazine. Steve, welcome on to Mountain Bike Talk SA. Thanks for your time, mate. Thanks, Brad. Yeah, I'm always keep talk about bikes. Yeah, Steve, I find it quite interesting. You're the editor of Car Magazine, so it's everything with motors, but you're into bicycles. Yeah, I've been um, I've been a, a very keen mountain biker probably for the last 10 years. Um, but really, only in the last, I'd say, two or three years, got reasonably serious about it. Um, it actually started with the uh, single-speed world champs that were held here in South Africa last year. Um, I, I got a, a, a bike specifically to do that um, championship because I figured like, it, would, it would be a long time before we saw a race like that in South Africa again. So um got a steel frame bike from the guys uh, from the Kotick brand, which is like a little bespoke British brand to make um, steel bikes, um, and got into single speed riding. And, and that's been pretty much what I've um, done for the last two years. It's, uh, I, I mean, I had a fancy Cannondale carbon fiber dual stuff, which I never rode again. So I've been kind of committed single speeder, rigid frame, rigid fork, uh, mountain bike since then. And I've been riding more than ever, actually. So I love that. Um, I, and you know, I, I can't get enough. I actually wanted to chat to you about the, the single speed. Why the fascination? Was it just the world champs, or was it something that you had sort of looked up and, and looked into and thought, you know what, it's cool, and then when that came along, you thought this is a great opportunity to actually get into it? No, it, it was completely driven by the world champs. It was a story that I wanted to do for um, the Red Bull magazine, which I was editing then, um, the Red Bulletin. And... It was the story, I mean, it was funny how it changed, the kind of very nature of the story changed and actually how it fundamentally influenced my approach to riding a bicycle. So originally it was going to be um, a story about, um, you know, an intermediate to fairly good mountain biker and how how that transition is to single speed riding and how how different the technique is and, and you know, what your fitness has to, and strength has to be like. And it was really kind of going to be a fairly technical article, but... What it turned into was 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 like a real change in the way I I think about um, myself as a rider. So, I mean, I got there. Um, you know, I, I've been I've been training fairly hard for the preceding three months. Um, drove up there with a couple of buddies of mine, and quickly got to understand that this really wasn't a race. Um, it wasn't about you know who was going to be the quickest. Uh, I mean, surely it had a winner. And, uh, you know, it was Barry Slander who won the race. But it was, I got to understand the philosophy behind um, single-speed riding, really, which was kind of getting in touch with the reason you picked up a bike for the first time when you were 10. Um, and it wasn't about how light your bike was or what, what the equipment spec was like or what it was made from, but it was really about just enjoying riding a bicycle. Um, and that's what, just something clicked in my head. Eh? So... It was just at my age. I'm like you know, sort of mid forties now. I'm not going to get any faster. Um, and it's about it, deriving as much enjoyment as I can out of two wheels. Um, and that kind of pared down simplicity of no gears, no suspension, just ride. And it's, I love it. It's it's almost like the whole sort of. I mean, if you look at at running, it's got this whole minimalist sort of barefoot running trend going at the moment. It's almost the same sort of thing that it just it boils down to to the basics of the sport. Yeah, it, it does that. Um, 
Look, I, I find a bit of um, sort of minimum running is uh, trail running too. It's quite that's kind of hard on your <laughs> hard on your yeah, body. Exactly. Um, so single speeding is on a single speed bike. I mean, you know, you, you rock up at a race or at a ride on the trails, and you inevitably get archies. You know, you must be pretty hardcore or bloody strong or whatever. But um, it, it's not. I mean, I, I guess I'm a little stronger now, but it's not a case of you have to be. You know, you have to be something special to ride a single speed or a bit crazy. You actually, it's a funny mental thing, you know. You've got like, you approach a climb and you've got one gear. There's not all this kind of white noise in your head about what gear should I be in? And <laughs> am, I, am I sort of cycling at sort of my optimal cadence or is my is my suspension tuned properly or did I put enough, pump enough air into the rear shock or whatever? It's just, your brain just says, well, you know, bloody hell, I've got one gear, let's go. Yeah, this is it. Do it, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's that simple, which I really like. Yeah, and, and as far as riding, I mean, it is like you say. It's not like you can't go on any trails that anybody with a with a hundred hundred and fifty k bike can go on. You guys are, are riding those sort of trails regardless. No, I'm riding. I mean, I'm riding. I spend most. You know, I live in the city of Island, Cape Town, so most of my riding is on the trails in Table Mountain around Signal Hill, and they it's on pretty steep hills and it's pretty technical stuff. So with a single speed bike, you know, as soon as it gets steep and loose. Um, then, then you you really have to know your stuff. But you know, I did I did Sani on this bike, trying to see fairly easily a few months back. Um, we did the race and we came kind of midfield with my partner Matthew De Jong, who brings in um, classic bikes into South Africa. So the two of us did it on pretty much identical bikes, um, and we were not reasonably fit, but not not race snakes by any stretch. But you know, you, you kind of where, where 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 people drop you on the flats. That that's where the single speed bike really. Uses that, but otherwise, on up, up and down the mountains, we were a I love that. It's it's yeah, I dig it. It's it's pretty cool. And then and then tell me, Steve. I mean, you, you talk about Sony to see other sort of races you've done on it here in South Africa. No, that that was the first. Uh, and actually, I did I did the Great Escape um, a month or so before that, just to get an idea of what a, a multi-stage race would be like. But I this you know ironically going to a single speed bike has led me to this kind of cycling, which I hadn't done before. I mean, I think the, the longest race I've probably done was a 60K um, race. Um, so with a single speed bike, I've got into um, really wanting to do more stage racing. Um, and I hope you do signing again next year. But otherwise, I've done an odd race around the West Cape. You know, maybe three or four years. Nothing serious. Okay. Um, and I'm getting... Well, you know what? It's also... You know, I know you spoke to Rob Vogel um, yeah. a few weeks back, and he... I mean, he's a really old friend of mine back from, from university and school days. And the two, Rob, Rob's been the, the driving force behind Table Mountain Bikers. But um, I've been involved with him in that from the beginning, you know. And the, the, that's the kind of riding I enjoy doing. I mean, we have a, more, more so than racing. I, I enjoy riding with my friends, keep it quite social. We have a great night ride every Thursday night. Um, you know, we ride for an hour and a half and then have a few beers afterwards. But... Although I like racing, I think my headspace is really just to enjoy my bike and enjoy time spent on bike with my friends, um, and which is, you know, it's, it's great. It's a great way to relax. I mean, work's quite hectic, so... Yeah, I was, uh, was going to say, that's, <laughs> that's for most people, I think that's exactly it. I mean, you, you like most people, I mean, you've got a, a fairly high-powered position at, at, at Car Magazine. I mean, you're the editor, so that, that comes with its own sort of stresses and strains, I'm sure. And for most people, I think it's a case of uh, they get out on their bicycle just to forget all the nonsense and crap that's happening at work. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great stress reliever. Um, and there's, you know, I, I think there's something... 
I don't know what it is, but there's a, there's a, a special feeling of being out in nature, uh, especially around Cape Town. I mean, it's such a beautiful city. Um, to be out about the hustle and bustle <laughs> of everything, uh, looking down, cycling with it at night or day, in the day. It's just, it does, it takes your mind off stuff. And also, it, I, there's two ways. I mean, one is a, is a, um, where you're kind of on your own and you're kind of, you know, alone with your thoughts. That's cool. But I also more and more begin to appreciate the social element of it. Yeah. So, like Table Mountain Bikers, uh, we, we're doing a big ride in Crabeau on Saturday and there's 75 of us, um, we're riding a, the Lebanon Trail, so that, that's the kind of stuff I, I'm more into, I guess, than, than going out and trying to beat some some personal best time of mine. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's just getting out and having fun, and, and like you said, it's uh, a lot of it's got to do with the one or two beers you have afterwards and, and the good laughs of, yeah. of what actually happened, though. Look, I'd be lying if I said I didn't take um, uh, some deep pleasure in, in, in motoring past the guy on his... Uh, 80,000 Rand carbon fiber specialized up the trail on, on my uh, steel framed single speed. There's, you know, I'd be lying if I, if I said I didn't enjoy that, which I do. And there, there is that kind of guilty pleasure in it. Um, and I like sort of demonstrating the fact that you don't need, I mean, that bike is cool, but you don't need that kind of fancy equipment to actually be quick really no exactly it's, it's all about the it's all yeah. about the legs i mean we always joke that that guys go and spend tons and tons of money on, on trying to get a bike that's maybe two kilograms lighter than the one they're currently riding and how difficult is it to go and lose two kilograms of weight i mean it's yeah <laughs> you, you just got to think it's about nice. why you're doing things yeah yeah look my, my bike isn't it's not it's not heavy it's like 10 and a half kilograms which is reasonably light um but it's it's it, it doesn't suffer from those kind of weight gains of suspension. You know, it's got a it's a steel frame with a carbon fiber fork, and that's it. Uh, and it, I, and actually, what it teaches you as well, what maybe you realize is that I think as as a mountain biker with with the, the new kind of equipment, you get quite lazy. So you can go over anything. Um, and now I have to focus quite a lot on picking my lines. Um, it's made me a better rider. I think my my, my skills, my weight transfer sort of front and back has, has improved a lot. My ability to get up and over uh, technical obstacles has improved. So it kind of uh, keeps you honest as well, you know. Is, is it a 26 or a 29er? It's a 29er. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that, that, that's one big advantage. Um, you know, you, you need a little bit of uh, a little bit of suspension does help because it's a bit hard on your hands, especially going downhill. So 29er, um, run big, big tires, run them at the right um, pressure. And I've also got a a, a, a handlebar, which is a carbon fiber bar, uh, but it's got that kind of sweep to it. I think it's—I'm not sure what they call it. Mine's a raggedy, um, but they called Mary bars, I think. Um, so it kind of curves out and then back in, mm-hmm. and that gives you a little bit of flex, just that sweep in the handlebar, which which kind of takes the edge off everything. Cool. And then as far as as far as Cape Town, I mean, you mentioned you live in the City Bowl. I mean, some of, and you and you part of Table Mountain Bikers. Where, where are some of your favorite trails to ride? Uh, Probably, I mean, Table Mountain up to the blockhouse and down, um, roads mem and back up. It's quite technical and quite steep. Um, around Cape Town, otherwise, um, Belton Pass in, in Wellington is some of the sweetest single trails. And, and, and it's a great loop that you can do, um, anywhere from an hour to, to three hours if you go across to the Baines Cliff, um, loop as well. So Belton Pass is great. Um, I think the Great Escape, the second day of the Great Escape went through there. I've ridden that a few times. And then Yonkers Hook in Stellenbosch, when we have the time to get out there. I mean, those, I don't know if you've ever ridden that, yeah. but those trails are 
uh, one of the best around, I think. Yonkers hooker, I mean, everyone who, who lives out there and, and, and they just know that they're so lucky to stay out there. I mean, I was chatting to Gerald DeCock the other day and, and he, he lives out that way and, and he was just saying he just feels so blessed to, to be able to ride those trails as often as he does. Yeah, I actually, I, my introduction to that was cycling with um, Janil de Villiers, okay. uh, Dakar hero. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, Janil's obviously quite a keen mountain biker. And it was really interesting to not only drive with him, but to, to well, try and keep up with him down a mountain um, and to see how his kind of car driving skills translate into the way he rides a mountain bike. And that's, you know, braking really early, turning in at the right time, um, the, the bike, he rides a bike like, like he rides a car. He never looks untidy or on the limit, um, but he's spectacularly quickly, quick. So it was quite a learning curve for me as well. Gee, I'd, I'd actually, I mean, I've never seen him ride, but it, it must be scary because, I mean, to, to drive a car like he does, you've got to have very little fear, and I, I think he probably takes that into to, <laughs> to mountain biking as well. Yeah, I, I think that's part of it. Um, but Janil's a guy who's... Uh, you know, I think he's also getting on it, but he, he, you know, he's not that youngster, the kind of youngster who has, has no fear. Um, he's quite clinical in the car and on his bike. Um, he just keeps everything tidy. And it's amazing how much quicker you go through it. I mean, that was the eye opener for me. Um, down a trail, he was way quicker than me, but didn't look it. Uh, just getting his braking points right, which I think comes from driving a car. Yeah, and it also, yeah, I think it's probably experience from, from that point of view, without a doubt. Steve, and then from a, a car magazine perspective, I mean, the mag's been going for a long, long time. Uh, you've recently joined the team there. How things how things looking from, from car magazine side of things? Yeah, it's a, the magazine has been going for oh, 56 years. I think um, I'm the eighth editor in that time. So it's quite it's a position that people... Uh, Kind of hang around in, and uh, you know, there's quite a big legacy of, of and, and pressure with in, in regards to that. Um, the magazine remains the best-selling magazine by kind of country mile in South Africa, um, and not only not only car but men's magazine as well. So it's quite a it's quite a big thing, big thing to take on. Um, I've been writing writing about cars for the last I don't know probably ten or fifteen years as a freelancer really, um, while I was at Sports Illustrated and at Red Bull. Um, and cars have always just been something that's figured like large, large for me. I, I've been a car fan since I can remember. Um, I've, I've owned quite a few classic cars, try to get my hands on every car I can to drive. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's been one of those things where you, you, you kind of get to do or work at your passion, I guess. Yeah, it, it's, um, which is, a, yeah, I mean, it's very, very privileged to be able to do that, I think. Which is fun. Talking of cars, you said you, you, you've been lucky enough to drive uh, some cool ones. What's the best car you've ever driven? Well, actually, it happened a couple of weeks ago. I had um, I got handed the keys of a Lamborghini Aventador oh, yeah. Roadster. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that's just been uh, launched in South Africa. So that's a what, 515 kilowatt V12 four-wheel drive cruise missile. Um, so they gave me the keys in the Schlange and said... Uh, See you in at Ladysmith Private Airfield. Uh, enjoy. So I had three hours on my own in a car. Uh, I mean, just I mean, I've driven some fast cars, but I've never driven something with that amount of torque and power. So I mean, it, it goes from zero to one hundred in under three seconds, which oh. is you kind of expect that for for a you know for a, a supercar. But where 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 you really don't uh, where you really under, don't expect the power. We, it's kind of new territory is when it goes from 170 to 270 in in just a flex of your right 
output. Gee, that's that's the kind of thing you're not used to. Yeah, it's amazing. And and uh, the million yeah. the million dollar question is: if if budget wasn't an issue, what car would you drive? <laughs> I I've thought about it a lot. I, I'm there, there'd be. I think I'm look. I've got a family, so I've always space would be an issue for me. So if, if I was going to go for a family car, I've, I've always been a fan of the Audi RS4 Avant. So I, I drove that quite recently. That would that I'd like that. But then sports car wise, as much as I like the Lamborghinis and Ferraris and stuff, they're probably a little bit flash for me. What I really like is that SLS Mercedes that's going. Very nice. Um, I think that's that's probably would suit me more. Powerful, but uh, a little bit more understated. Brilliant. Uh, a million miles from my single-speed mountain bike. <laughs> I was about uh, to say. Live the year the year. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. What, what do you drive now, by the way? Um, look, I, I don't have a car, um, I, and I haven't for a few years, just because you know we, we're testing cars, getting cars to drive. Uh, it used to be as a freelancer, it used to be uh, I'd get a new car every week, but now through the car offices, we, we get five or six cars every week, so. Almost every day I've got something else to drive, but I have a long term, uh, a Subaru Forester. Okay. Which I've, I've just got, I'll drive for the next year, yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Steve, it's been great catching mm. up, and, and yeah, I, I just love chatting about bikes and cars, and it sounds like you guys are doing some great stuff down in Cape Town. Yeah, thanks, Brad. It's thanks for the opportunity, and yeah, I mean, geez, bikes and cars, it doesn't get better than that, eh? No, no, exactly, exactly. It's pretty, pretty, I mean, you're doing it for a living, but pretty, I can't do it for a living. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Steve, thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, man. Well, that's a wrap for this week's uh, sixth episode of Mountain Bike Talk SA. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, yeah, nice, interesting sort of mixed bag this week. Looking forward to putting next one together for you as well. And don't forget, if you uh, love the show, please share the links far and wide. Uh, pass them on to all your cycling mates. If you belong to a club, I'd love it if you could pop the links into your, your club newsletter as well. And just get the word out there that this resource is available to mountain bikers here in South Africa. Uh, until next week, don't forget, if you want to be in touch, at MTB Talk SA on Twitter. Mountain Bike Talk SA on Facebook, MTB Talk, or you can pop me an email podcast at mtbtalksa.co.za. And then just a reminder once again, if you do listen to this on iTunes, if you wouldn't mind just popping us a review, it would be much appreciated. From myself, Brad Brown, have yourself a brilliant week. If you are riding and racing in Peter Maritzburg this weekend, all the best and fly that flag proudly. We look forward to catching up with you again soon. Cheers. Cheers.